We have much to be grateful for uh, in this place, do we not? God is so faithful, and as much that's taking place in the external around uh, around the church and and with our church, uh, it pales in comparison to the transformative work on the inside that He does in our lives. And our ultimate prayer would be that we would continue to see people be liberated from bondage, to be set free from the things that had so uh, hold them down and that we would be able to introduce people to Jesus Christ. Amen? That would be our hope in our, in our prayer. Well, it's a good morning to be here. If you're joining us on live stream, I'm glad that you're joining us uh, as well. Uh, last week, we started a, a series together that, uh, and, I, and I told you this last week, but it's not really a mini series. It's going to be a series that's going to take us through, uh, through 2023. We're going to be going through uh, the book of Matthew and taking portions and drawing from portions of the book of Matthew. Uh, and so last week I introduced, we're doing kingdom seekers and, uh, and I, uh, I posed to you a very foundational, fundamental question uh, that I, I, I'm hoping that we will take with us through 2023. And that question is this, what is your story? What is your story? You know that you have a story, yes? You have a story, and your story is connected to the person sitting next to you. Your story is connected to the person sitting across the room from you. Your story is connected to people that you've never met before. Your story is connected to people who have not been born yet. You have a story, and when Jesus is introduced to your story and a part of your story, it, it paints a very beautiful picture of the kingdom of God to which all of us are a part of if you're a believer in Christ Jesus, amen. So let's stand today. We're gonna get into Matthew chapter three uh, and let's read together as we continue down the journey in this book. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him saying, I need to be baptized by you and do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And the voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for its transformative work in our lives. I thank you that it's alive and active. Lord, speak to our hearts today and let us respond accordingly. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Last week, uh, when I posed this question to you, we had the privilege to look as Matthew opened chapter three with, uh, with John the Baptist, with the story of John the Baptist. And we started there examining his story. And as we talked about, it wasn't his very first introduction. Our very first introduction actually was in Luke when, uh, uh, when, when John the Baptist was born. And we learn about the story of Zacharias and Elizabeth. But when we flash forward and we get to this point uh, in John's story, we uh, 
uh, we pick up uh, chapter 3, verse 1, and, and John had a message. He had a very clear message to present to the people, and the message was, repent, for the kingdom of God is come near, is come near. Uh, and so last week, we looked at John's message, we looked at his method, and we looked at his motivation. Uh, as part of his story, as a part of who John was, as a part of uh, who John was called to be and what his commission was, and it was very important to John when he was speaking to the people that John knew that he himself was not the promised Messiah. John was not the one who was to come. Instead, John's prerogative, his mission, his, his commission was to pave the way, to prepare the way for the king who was to follow. And we pick up in this chapter, uh, in this verse, with Jesus coming on the scene. So we see Jesus coming on the scene, and we know, again, similar to John, we know uh, about Jesus' birth, and we flash forward in Jesus' story to this moment. And this moment is extremely important. And in fact, in my preparation this week, I was just in awe of what the Lord was uncovering to me about this particular moment. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to confess right now, I'm not going to even come close to doing it justice. But I want you to know that nothing that God, everything that God does is extremely intentional. Everything we read about in scripture is intentional. It is there for a reason. And I don't know if you've ever been in places in scripture where you're studying the word or you're reading the word and if you'll just take a moment and take a beat and you'll just allow the Holy Spirit to just show you some things in a passage instead of just reading it uh, right along, he will unlock some truths to you that are just absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. And the same is true for this passage of scripture. So Jesus is here and he arrives on the, uh, on the scene and we're re we read here, it says, then Jesus came to Galilee, to, from Galilee to the Jordan River, roughly 60 miles or so and he walks, we, we assume, he walks and he, and he meets John the Baptist uh, at the Jordan River. And here's the thing. It says he met him at the Jordan River to be baptized by John. So we know that the intention Jesus had in going to the Jordan was to be baptized. It wasn't just to show up and say, oh, it looks like you're doing something neat here. I'll just join you. Jesus was intentional in where he was going. And I believe he was very intentional in the why he was going there as well. And so he arrives on the scene and he gets in front of John and he's here to be baptized. Now there's a problem here. And the problem is we just learned last week that John was doing a baptism that was a baptism of repentance. Well, there's a conflict here then if Jesus shows up and gets in the water and says, I'm here to be baptized because Jesus doesn't have anything to repent for. Everything we know about Jesus shows us that Jesus was sinless. He was perfect in all ways. In Hebrews chapter four, it says he was tempted in every way, yet he did not sin. In Hebrews seven, it says that, that Jesus was unblemished. In the book of John, he says he was without sin. Everything we know about this Jesus is that he did not sin. He was perfect. He made the right choices. He, was, he embodied righteousness. So why then would Jesus want to, need to be baptized, especially by John? And so John has this same conflict with Jesus. Uh, and Jesus gets in the water and John says, whoa, 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 wait a second. Wait a second here. I need not baptize you, Jesus. In fact, it should be the other way around. You, Jesus, need to baptize me. I, I should not be baptizing you. Why would Jesus allow John 
to baptize him? Well, the answer is found in Jesus's statement to John. And it says, Jesus says, let it be so now because it is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness, to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus was in the Jordan River to be baptized by John. And I want to look, there's, there's a myriad of things here, but there are three specifics I want to look at. I want to look at Jesus using this opportunity for identification, for confirmation, and also for declaration. Jesus is in the Jordan with John, who John himself, John was a sinner and needed to repent. And Jesus is perfect. He, like I said last week, embodies the kingdom of heaven. And they're standing in this river and they're having this conversation. Jesus needed to be baptized, desired to be baptized by John so that he could identify with you and with me. Jesus, perfect man, perfect God, needs to, wants to, desires to identify with you and to identify with me. When Jesus gets baptized, when he goes into the water, it is the picture of death under the water and coming to life when he comes back to life again, dead to the world. And we baptize dead to the world and alive in Christ. And so the identification that he takes on himself is I identify with you. And guess what? He is not far away from identifying from us in our shame, in our brokenness, in our pain, and in our sin. Jesus, I would have rolled out the red carpet for Jesus. I would have brought out all the bells and whistles for Jesus. I would have wanted it to be a massive moment if this was gonna be the introduction to this king. I would want it to be that way, but Jesus did not come that way. He didn't start that way when he was born and he did not intend to continue that way. He came in humility. He came in humble circumstances. He came and took on and identified with you and with me. Second, there was a confirmation, and the confirmation was this, I am the Messiah. I am the one that, that John has said, prepare the way for the Lord. I am he, I am the Lord. This is confirmation to all heaven and to all earth that I am he, I am the one that John was saying, prepare for. And lastly, and lastly, the declaration. And the declaration that Jesus was making in this very powerful moment was a declaration that I am submitted to my Father. I am submitted to God. I am submitted to my Father. And so Jesus, in his identification, in his confirmation, in his declaration, allows himself to be baptized by John the Baptist. And so John consents. He says, okay. I will, I will baptize you because this, as Jesus said, will fulfill all righteousness. It wasn't because John was any, anybody special. It wasn't that he had a supernatural power or anything. It was that John was appointed for this position. It was appointed for such a time as this. And so John and Jesus are in the water, and I love what happens here. Jesus is baptized, and he goes under the water, and he comes out of the water. And what the Lord painted to me this week as I was looking at this is this is a still frame moment. If you've ever read a really good book that had a prologue, the prologue sometimes gives interesting information for the reader, a foundational story for part of the story for the reader as they, as they read the rest of the story but it also does some foreshadowing. And this 
This, this uh, still-framed picture of this baptism of Jesus is a foreshadowing of everything, the purpose with which Jesus came. It is the very essence, the very purpose while he is here, why he's here. When he comes out of the water, if you can just picture with me a still-framed picture, Jesus is coming out of the water. John is there in the water. Jesus is there. The heavens open, and the, the Holy Spirit, the, the word says the Holy Spirit descended upon him. And there we have in this still picture, we have broken man in communion with a perfect God. Broken man who could not pay the price, but God could. God conquers death and he comes back to life. And because of him coming back to life, we, we, both God and man, have access to an open heaven, access to the Holy Spirit. And we have the voice of Father God saying, this is my son whom I love. Now I'm going to tell you something. We, we, we hope to have a day where we get before the Lord and he looks at us, I the eyeball and says, well done, good and faithful servant. But I believe, but I believe in this moment, it actually paints a picture that's well beyond that moment. Because do you know that everything, everything in creation, there's coming a day where everything will bow to the name of Jesus Christ, to the person of Jesus Christ. And in that moment where Father God is saying, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased, that moment paints a picture far in the future where we will all glorify around Jesus Christ and we will say hallelujah praise Jesus we are so thankful for him and this is the one that God wants to honor and magnify and it's the one that we will also honor and magnify this is a foreshadowing of the entire picture of what's to come we are privileged readers because we are reading this story post Calvary but this event actually took place before Calvary. So you have to imagine the people going into the water who are repenting and being baptized are still under the law. They're still making the sacrifices. They're still paying penance. And Jesus goes into the very water that they're doing and saying, this is not going to be anymore. I've come here to change everything. I've come to change everything. Jesus wants to change everything in your life. He wants to change everything in your life. And glory to glory, we've been given the opportunity because of Jesus Christ to allow our story to change. I asked the question, what is your story? And while you have a story from your birth to the moment you meet Christ, nothing is more meaningful in your story in light of eternity than the point when Jesus Christ arrives on the scene. And when Jesus Christ arrives on the scene, that is when your story really takes off. And I'm going to tell you right now where we are in Matthew, the story is about to take off. Life as everyone knows it at this moment is about to change and they don't even know. And Jesus starts by saying, I want to get into your shoes. I want to do what you have to do. I want to, I want to, I want to symbolize that you do not have the power to do what's needed to be in communion with God. And I'm going to take on the sin of the world and I'm going to come back to life. I'm going to pay the price for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so that is the picture here. So how does this connect? How does this connect with water baptism? You know, we've been talking last week. We talked about baptism. This week, we talked about Jesus being baptized. And I want to paint to you a picture. I want to show you a picture of what it is when we are baptized. I'm going to ask James to come up here. And is Pedro here? Pedro, come on up here. Up here, up on stage, please, for me. Can you welcome these guys? 
Now, James, uh, I'm going to shackle you to this sin because you look like a sinner. <laughs> so if we can shackle you here to this sin, if this is even at those thick. Fit my wrist there. You go. there. Just enough to get shackled ah. to it, okay? You all right? Yeah, yeah okay. sin hurts. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Just stand like that, okay? All right? <clears throat> this is the picture of us when we're born. This is our picture of us before we're introduced to Christ. And because of our sin, we are headed toward death. This is Jesus. Doesn't he look like Jesus? Jesus, okay? Can stand right here? Okay. Jesus, hold this right here. All right. Great. Thank you. All right. Every one of us have been in this position. Every single one of us have been in this position, shackled to our sin, leading to death. And what happens somewhere along our story and our journey, Jesus enters the picture. And when Jesus enters the picture, get a little closer, Jesus. When Jesus enters the picture, Jesus, whether it be through a person, mostly, most of the time through a person, exhibits the fruit of the Spirit. Jesus embodies love. Joy, kindness, patience, all of the things that are the fruit of the Spirit, Jesus embodies. And what happens is when we get close to Jesus, we begin to realize that while we think we have love, we actually don't have love. When we think we have some joy, we actually don't have real joy. When we think we're being kind or faithful or any of the fruit, we don't really have those things to the full. And we see something in Jesus that's extremely attractive. And so Jesus says, do you want what I have? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he says, yes. And so Jesus says, okay, here's the, here's the deal. All I'm going to do is I'm going to trade out my life for your death. I'm going to trade out your life. And the reason I can take this death upon me is because I've been there, done that, have the t-shirt. No problem. <laughs> and so, Jesus, I'm going to let you stand aside for just a second here. Okay, so here we are. I want you to hold your hands out. And with this life, Jesus hands us some keys. I just want you to hold those out there like that, okay? Get this right here. Unfortunately, most believers spend their life in this posture. Most believers spend their life just like this. I have been offered the gift of life, but I'm still shackled to my sin. I've been offered the gift of salvation, but I'm shackled to my sin. And let me tell you something, the longer you hold on to your sin, the more this life becomes questionable. And let me tell you why, because you might say, well, pastor, are you tell, wait a minute, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. You told me, I, I believe somebody has told me some point, some time that once you're saved, you're always saved and salvation and, uh, and, 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 and you can't lose your salvation. So I don't know about what you're saying here. Let me, let me, let me, let me just say this. That question is only valid to people who have not made Jesus their Lord. The only reason salvation ever is on the table as a question mark is for people who have not made Jesus Christ their Lord. And so Jesus invites us 
to take the access he's given us, the keys he's given us, and unshackle ourselves from our sin. And what baptism does is this. Go ahead and unshackle yourself. I'll hold your apple. Baptism invites us. Now, I want you to hold this out with this hand, okay? Hold it out, and I want you to drop it. Baptism says, I am dead to the world. I am dead to my former way of living. I am dead to this sin. And in baptism, we proactively come, proactively, and link up with Jesus. And we shackle ourselves with Jesus. And we proactively and intentionally say, Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is the one I follow. He's the one I ascribe to. And what we do is we begin to take on an identification. And the confirmation is, I am now not who they say I am. I am who Jesus says I am. And the declaration is, I will submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. In that, we get to transport our our story back to that moment when Jesus was in the water with John and he went under and he conquered death and he came back up. We get to identify with that moment and participate in that moment with him. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. All believers ought to be baptized. All believers ought to be baptized. A couple of weeks ago, I put this on my Facebook. I'm going on a hiatus from from social media. I was praying about something, felt like I needed to take a couple weeks break from social media. Now, why did I put this on my social media? Do you know that I put this up there? It wasn't for you. It was for me. It was for me. Why? Because the minute I post this, I can't come behind it five minutes later and post a selfie. This holds me accountable. And when you get baptized in front of your community and say, listen, I ascribe to this Lord Jesus Christ, this is what you're saying. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. He is my Lord and you all hold me accountable to it. Today, we're gonna baptize some people. We're gonna baptize some people. Thank you guys so much. And some of those people might be here this morning and you didn't know you were gonna be baptized. Today is an open invitation for baptism. I texted Pastor Barbie last night, I said, are you sure we have enough shirts? And I went out and got some more. We had plenty of towels. Well, you say, man, I'm just not comfortable getting wet. I just don't want to mess up my hair. I don't want to do all this. You know, I don't think our Lord Jesus Christ thought about any of those things when he was going to the cross. I'm not ashamed. You bring excuses. We've got the answers. Come, come and be baptized. If you've not been baptized, my prayer today would be that you would do that and declare Jesus unapologetically, unashamedly as your Lord, that you would say, I've taken the keys to the sin that has shackled me and I release that sin from my life. I am dead to the world and I am alive in Christ. And if that is you today, there is an invitation and we will stay here as long as it takes 
because this is what it's all about, guys. We are here to celebrate the salvation of the saints, to celebrate the lordship of Jesus Christ in your lives, in our lives. And so today, there's an invitation. If you would like to be baptized, we will take great care of you. Pastor Barbie is back in the corner over there. In just a moment, I'm gonna invite everybody to stand and we're gonna worship. Guess what? The lights are even gonna be out so you can kind of sneak out this way, okay? Listen, take care of it today. Let this day be a day of celebration that God is so good. Go back to Pastor Barbie. She'll get you all set up and we're gonna baptize. We're gonna sing a song together. We're gonna worship together because I've got to do it change because I plan on baptizing some people this morning. Let's stand this morning and worship.